Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. We are going to talk a lot about Jesus today because he is awesome. Let me just uh, get set up here. Okay, so let's just pray real quick here. So, God, we just thank you for your word. God, we thank you for your presence. God, we thank you for everything that you are. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you can stick closer to us, Lord God, than anything we've ever experienced, Lord God. And we just thank you that you bring us into closer places of knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I just want to get into some scripture here. And if we can pull up that first verse in Ephesians 3.18. How many of you guys have heard this verse before? And may you have the power to understand. So the power to understand, okay? As all God's people should. So it's saying that we should have the power to understand. And what is it? How wide, how long, how high, and how deep is his love is. So this is something I want to talk about. (sighs) May you have the power to understand. May you have the power to understand. And it says, as all God's people should, the love of God, may we have the understanding of the love of God. The importance of understanding the love of God is so important. It is so important. When we're talking about um, a healing service like, you know, that we do each month, and we're talking about getting to experience that, we need to know, we need to grapple with this reality. We need to say that we understand the love of God. But if we don't have that, we need to seek it out. We need to seek out how to understand the love of God. And we're going to tap into that a little bit more today. Um, cause, um, what I notice with believers, I notice with this with myself, I notice this with, um, just with being human, um, people in the Bible, everybody, what we grapple with is we grapple with an understanding of the truth. We, we grapple with an understanding of what that love is. And in grappling with that, what happens, I find, is that we decide to replace something that God had set up that is refined in his love, and we replace it with something else. We replace it with um, accepting of things in our life. We accept different natural things that happen. Um, We accept um, different hardships, different pains. Um, We accept things that we get hit with, you know? But God said that um, through his love and through what he did, like he's already, he already has everything that we need. Um, and, you know, we can be grappling with things on an everyday basis. And when we understand the principle, when we understand the reality of his love, uh, 
it becomes a uniquely different challenge. It becomes a uniquely different way of going about dealing with problems. And so I noticed that in a lot of cases, when myself included and believers and just, just being ourselves, is that we don't understand that depth of love. And because we don't understand that depth of love, we grapple with our problems in a way that allows us to always be defeated. It allows us to always feel subdued. It allows us to always be under attacked. Um, and allowing that that is the reality we exist in. And allowing that, why should we ever accept anything else? Um, and, you know, it's, it's easily understood. Like, you know, it, it, it's, if you look at people's actions, like if we were to say, Jesus is the healer, you know, and we said, let's pray for that healing. How many people would just sit there and not press for that healing in their life? But it's because of not knowing the true love nature of God. And that's why in this passage of Scripture it says, and may you have the power, because it takes power to even understand that love, the power to understand as God's people should. But through understanding the power, you understand how to access the right resource. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because the thing is, God has principles set in motion. He has ways of bringing deliverance. He has ways of overcoming bondage. He has ways of accomplishing everything through the cross, which has already been paid for. You've already been bought into that. You already have the ability to have healing. You have all these things accessible. What happens is that without knowing the true love and the true depth of what that love is, we won't press for the reality of that in our lives. We won't press for the full magnification of the gospel within our lives. And so it's understanding that. And I remember going through a season in my life. Um, it's not a condemning uh, sermon, by the way. Um, I went through a season in my life where um, I had felt that um, I had been abandoned. I'd felt that, <clears throat> you know, people don't care um, about issues and problems going on in my life. Um, I had felt like I had lost a number of friends. I'd felt like there was many sorrows and many pains. And I felt like I was in this alone. I felt like, why would somebody not want to reach in and, and, and support uh, me during this time? And I know that sometimes we all get confused with these things and we think, oh, well, where's the church or, or where is God or, you know? And I really feel like what we're doing is we're giving a really strong disservice to what God is and how he wants to be in our life when we allow those things to take place, when we allow ourselves to not fully grasp that fullness of who his love and who his character is and allowing that to spread around, um, it really causes a great uh, challenge in our lives, a great rift. And so even in a season like that, when those realities were hitting my head, because, you know, a lot of times we don't know what we've never experienced, right? And so I remember crying out to God, and I said, God, I said, um, I know what I am experiencing, what I am seeing is not true. I know that your Bible does not say this, I know that you, you don't wish pain on people. And it got to a place where I said, even if I don't know the truth, even if I don't know 
what that is that I'm lacking, even if I'm riddled with frustrations, even if I feel like I'm accepting lies, even if any of those things are going on in my head, I said to myself, I'm choosing to stand on the word of God. I'm choosing to stand in that his love is complete. And through his love, everything will be made whole. Through his love, every victory will take place. Every challenge will be overcome. And I felt the word of God coming through uh, a song. And this song is something that I played continually until I had a breakthrough in that particular area of my life. And God did come and he did provide breakthrough and he did give me a new perspective, but it was through pressing in and relying and trusting in that his love was more powerful than anything. You can say uh, to me, you know, this is a form of mind over matter. This is a form of uh, something that is not fully uh, gospel. I would challenge that, that statement um, with the fact that um, when you look at the scripture and you analyze each particular passage and you analyze it in its, in its fullness, you can understand that God's love has the power through his Holy Spirit to speak into your life. And what happened even in this, this speaking into me in some of these areas where I had been challenged, his words was the remedy for my life, which came from outside of even my own understanding over these particular issues. Um, and God gives us such transformative power, transformative reality that comes from outside of ourselves. If you were to say it's mind over matter, mind over matter would indicate that, you know, you're basically having an emotional shift and that's it. You just have an emotional shift. But to have a transcending power that comes from outside of you that comes into a place where something that you don't have, even if you had what you call mind over matter and what people talk about is just a simple shift in taking control. Really, all you're doing is taking control of emotions. But when you look at having Holy Spirit infused in you, when you look at the love of God, when you look at these things and you look at what the Holy Spirit does, his transformative power comes in a way that baffles the mind, that comes in a way that even baffles your spirit, that comes in a way where it's not through. You couldn't even identify it as a mind over matter situation because it was never, um, the way that it came about never uh, lined up with that mentality. And so, you know, a lot of people get confused in that because they've never experienced that true sense of what that power is, of what God does. Even the way that God touches people can come without, you know, it doesn't come through, uh, through a simple um, mind over matter way. Um, God touches people just in an instant without even like pressing in for anything, just praying and seeking God daily. God just goes, I'm giving you a breakthrough over this area of your life that you don't even know about. And just bang, he just completely restores an area. This is the power of the love of God. This is the power that comes in and transcends all of our reality. Everything we experience gets uh, gets altered and shifted because the love of God has the ability to alter the way that we think, to alter the way that we experience life so that we can have life to the fullness. And when you don't have that fullness, it doesn't matter if you think that this, you know, um, 
you know, power over whatever. Like, it's not, you don't have that because you, do, you only have things in part. But it's the fullness. It's the fullness of God. It's the fullness of his love that, that breaks every bondage. It's the fullness of who he is that breaks every, uh, every demonic threshold, every spiritual thing that comes against you. Trust me on this. If you press in for the love of God, you press in for what the Bible, what Scripture specifically says about these things, if you press in specifically according to his Scripture, you will have the freedom and the victory according to the Scripture. Not according to mind over matter, not according to philosophies of man, not according to our own understanding even, but through the power of his word, you will have a victory in your life. And so the power of this scripture here that we're talking about is that you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And there's a song that I'd like to play, and uh, if we can play that song, this is the song that I continually played over, and I kept reminding myself of this reality in that passage of scripture, and just out of the blue, out of nowhere, all of these things that I needed when it came to my healing in my own self, in my emotions and all, all those things started happening and he started speaking truth. And it wasn't that I was getting rid of those problems or doing a mind of a matter thing. It was that he gave me a truth that I actually needed over the way that I understood everything. And it broke down all of those issues that I was dealing with. And it allowed me to experience that love that I needed. And I wasn't feeling like I was um, you know, uh, challenged anymore that way. I didn't have a, um, I didn't have a, uh, um, a mindset, a negative mindset in those particular areas of life. And so let's just put that, that song on.
Amen. So, I would like to actually get a little Q&A going on here, what you guys think of that. That would be really interesting right now. Sometimes I feel like when I preach, I wish I could have a conversation rather than just preach, because I find that it's just more personable that way. Um, but anyways, what I really like about this uh, song is even when you look at the clay jars, you know, it says that when he molds us and he crafts us, it says that he's the potter, you know, we are the clay, is a potter would not make imperfections, you know? And, you know, it's this mentality of my life is broken, my life is shattered, my life is a mess, my life is destroyed. But if you look at the love of God, if your attention is upon the love of God, your heart will not be in pieces that your heart will be transformed because you're coming into relationship with the heart of Jesus. And Jesus is powerful to set every captive free, to deliver every bondage, to make you complete in every way that you are meant to be. It was never a sacrifice that he laid down with coming to the cross for nothing. Um, And don't be scared. If you never had his love so rich, if you've never had a love so rich, which I've never had a love so rich, and I keep getting more and more of it, but his love, his love can be so rich, and it doesn't feel normal. It doesn't feel like you've been there before. But it's because you're coming to a place of a greater maturity. You're coming to a place of a greater understanding of the love of God. You're coming to a place where you're getting to understand something different, and something different feels different. Getting to a place of knowing his love is getting to a place where we're understanding how to change our nature. We should feel uncomfortable in the way that we are. And when we say, like, this is an unhealthy area of my life, or this is something I can identify as that area which I've held on to, we're able to actually transform it. And, you know, a simple example is around healing. You know, if we talk about healing and we say, okay, let's pray for healing, let's pray for something, and we pray for something in healing, and you have a form of healing that started to take place in, in, your, in yourself, and then all of a sudden you go, oh, well, that was probably just because I was just, you know, feeling like that was something kind of interesting at that time, and maybe it was just everybody in there, you know, was just uh, all hyped up, and, you know, we were just excited um, and, uh, you know, I just kind of maybe did feel it, but I just, I wasn't, you know, you, you just start rationalizing it away, but maybe it was just a natural feeling that happened, but it's actually still there. And you don't, we don't accept the fact that, you know, maybe there was a touch that took place. Maybe you started to tap into the love of God, but because of your familiarity with the way that you exist and because of your, um, like, because of our perspectives not being renewed and, and washed in the love of God, right, our dream, our, our imaginations don't go that way. But it's because our imaginations, our understanding isn't in how wide, how deep, how long, how, you know, all that God's love is. It's not in that perspective. So we, we lose sight of those things. We're easily ensnared. We're easily giving up. You could even have a healing, and that's a form of healing, but 
you know, maybe you don't have that perspective that goes along with that form of healing, right? Because maybe you did have a form of healing, but there's a perspective that can be had. You know, I've had, I've had healing in my life, and I've lost perspective. I've lost perspective of the love of God in different areas. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And I had to kick myself in the pants and say, no, you know what? <sighs> I do understand the love of God. And why would I think that doesn't matter how challenging of a physical ailment or an emotional thing that you're going through or some spiritual attack you're going through. It doesn't matter how challenging it is. It's, wait a minute, there's the love of God in this. Where's the love of God in this? And you, you say to yourself, I'm going to get that perspective that comes from the love of God because this area needs to, uh, needs to fall in line with that, with that perspective. And it's that truth that can permeate now through that because that's the spirit of God, his love, and, and through his spirit and through his son and, and everything, it's, it comes through that place of understanding. Um, so that's, that's one thing to think about. Um, so let's go to Ephesians 2.13. It says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Near to what? Near to God. Near, near to perfection. You have been brought near to perfection. Your life does not have to be a shattered mess. Your life does not have to be a bondage life. Your life has the ability to be transformed. So any area that decides to set itself up as a stronghold in your life that opposes the nature of God, you have the ability to say that these things are not going to be um, what I am close to. I'm close to Jesus, and in him is that complete freedom. It says in 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. So this is saying that in our sins, even in our lack, even in me being an awful person, let's say I'm a wretched man. Let's say I just went and murdered someone, okay? I'm not going to murder someone, but let's just say that I went and murdered someone, okay? A wretched man that I am, okay? So in my wretchedness, okay, um, that uh, Jesus paid that price so that I may come to know him okay, and put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Put to death the very nature that I had clothed myself in. I cl we clothe ourselves in a nature, right? I'm putting to death my nature. I'm putting to death, okay, I in myself, apart from God, will murder someone, right? Like that's, this is hypothetically speaking, by the way. Um, but, right, apart from God, can do that, right? That person would do that. But through this, the forgiveness of sins and through the transformative power of God and dying to that flesh, God can take that wretched man and make him somebody of the spirit and make him into that person that's close to him in the spirit, in that perfection, that even people that feel like they have their life together, people that say to me, oh, well, I put on my holy underwear before I came into church today, so nothing's touching me. And you're like, okay, fine, but you're not really experiencing Christ because you can put on a face, 
You can put on an act. You can put on your spiritualness that you want to call, whatever you want to call it. You can put on anything that you want. But the thing is that if you don't take your nature, whatever nature that is, it can be something that's fairly good. It can be something that's horribly bad. But ultimately, anything of your nature needs to die according to to scripture, it needs to die. We need to ask God to forgive us of our sins. We need to allow his redemption power through his spirit to bring us to life. We need to allow the life of Christ to be what permeates through our being. This is the reality of what we need to experience. This is his love. This is perfection. So a lot of Christians, and I'm talking about mediocrity in Christianity, a lot of Christians aren't dying to their flesh. We're not choosing to operate from a spiritual point of view. We're choosing to walk in a form of godliness, but denying the power. We're choosing to walk in a place where we say, I'm going to come to a group, but I'll never open up my true heart and my true nature, and I'll never confess my sins before my brothers and sisters. I'll never let people know what I really feel about so-and-so. Because you know what? The love of God penetrates our hearts and can penetrate us so deep that even small things, like they say in churches, I was talking to um, another believer the other day, uh, pornography, that pornography is a form of, uh, of an attack on the church. And even leaders are faced with this, okay? People in, in, in church, people are not reading their Bibles Pastors are not reading their Bibles on a, on a regular basis. People are, are excusing bad behavior. People excuse these things. We look at the church and we allow these kinds of ungodly acts to continue. It continually perpetuates and causes an ensnarement on people. Why do we experience those things? We're not judging them. We're not saying that they're condemned because all of us are sinners and all of us need the redemptive power of Christ. But what I'm trying to say is, in that, it's because we're not allowing, we're excusing our behaviors, that we're hiding things, that we're saying, I don't have to worry about dealing with my nature. I don't have to worry about it because I can put on a great face. I can put on a fake Christianity, and I'm good at it. And I can actually act a certain way. You know, the North American mentality, how are you doing today? Good. Good. Hi. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And then you go home and you're like, ah! you're like, you know, like my family's falling apart. And then the, you know, the lust demons are coming on you and you're like, Aah! and then you get out of that and you're feeling condemned and you're like, oh, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. You know? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got to put on my face, my Christian face. I'm doing fine, you know? And we don't deal with our, 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 we don't deal with ourselves. We need to allow the spirit of God to perfect us. We need to allow him to open up every area of our life. We need to allow him to perfect every aspect of our life. We need to allow the love of God to permeate through every aspect of our being. We need to allow the deception of what the enemy has ensnared us with to be the thing that falls off because his spirit will make us alive. His spirit brings about the transformative power. When I was playing that song over and over and over and over, 
I was not feeling like I was connected with God in those moments. But it's because of my reality that I was living in where I wasn't feeling it. But what did I do? I tapped into the spirit of God. How did I do that? I knew what God's scripture said about who he was, about his love. And I knew that I was not in a form of godliness in that moment. And I knew the power that needed to transpire in my life was his spirit through me to renew myself in something I am unfamiliar with and I do not know how to grapple with even and even come to an understanding and allow the truth to permeate my being and allow me to understand how to deal with these things. God, like when I talk about even this as an example, God brought me to a place where it was like he asked me to forgive those individuals. And it was like in my quiet place, he's like, now forgive them. And then he asked me not only to forgive them, then he asked me to pray for them, to pray that God would, would, would protect them, to pray that God would transform their life and change them and renew them. When, you know, we're faced with different challenges, it's weird, but the Spirit of God can give you a, a, a trance um, from another dimension, just come in and just speak into a situation and you listen to what God is saying and bam, you get this like transformation that happens. And on the inside of me, I started getting it from the Spirit of God and I started praying those things that I was praying. I don't want to get into particulars of what I'm talking about, but I started to pray into it and all of a sudden, boom, my mind just completely altered. All my emotions, all the things I was going through were starting to change around. And when I pulled up scripture verses that even related to these things, I realized, wow, there's actually scripture verse. I, I went on a, a bit of a discovery and I found there's scripture verses that related to even the transformation that was happening in my life because the truth of his word is not fully permeating in through us. And even the truth of his word cannot be contained in your mind. You can't put all the pieces together correctly. It's his spirit that allows even the word of God to come alive. It's a spirit that takes a hold of you from the inside to your guts and puts it right into place, puts all of the truth of his word into alignment. Because knowledge is not enough. Knowledge will not allow the full aspect of what needs to take place in your life. You have strongholds. You have things, we have things inside of us. We have things tormenting us. We have things going on. We need to get to the root causes of these things. We need to deal with these challenges, and we need to allow God to permeate our hearts that way. So let's go into another passage of scripture. Um, Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be, uh, to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus' love came so that he could be your ransom. So when you say, oh, but I should actually have my life together. Oh, I should put on a good face. No, actually, what you need to realize is that your, your problems, like our, our, our challenges on the inside of us, all those things going on, that... Jesus came to serve us. Jesus came, and through that cross, he came to actually be the exchange for us. So we're able to say, okay, this is something nasty, but it's okay because Jesus knew that. Jesus knew already what was nasty on the inside of me. If someone said to me, you know, I'm dealing with uh, lust and pornography, right? I would say, okay, Jesus is going to set you free from that. You know, we don't judge we shouldn't be judging people in the church. We shouldn't say, oh, you should have all these things in order. No, we should say, let's actually open up our hearts. Let's allow us to be true 
to like the way that God wants us to be true to ourselves and allow the healing to take place, allow the church to be the church, allow God's spirit to come in and to actually like transform our lives. It says that he became a ransom. Basically, he's saying, I'm a sacrifice. That's what Jesus said. He's like, allow me to be the sacrifice. He put up his hand. He said, I'm the only one that could probably, that's qualified to do it. Let me do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm okay with it. So his ransom for many, he came to serve you. Let him serve you. Let the church serve you. Let God's healing, let his spirit be a servant to you. That's what he wants. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be transformed. He wants you to feel alive. He wants you to feel accepted. He wants you to feel encompassed in all of the things that he has in store for you. Let him be that for you. Let him do what he had wanted to do from the beginning, what he is asking, asking to do for you. Let him be a true ransom for many. Give him that, that honor in your life. Don't hide in Isaiah 53, 5, this is the part that I want to nail down. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. By his wounds, we are healed. So we know that the power of his word, you know, is, is happening when we um, allow these things to, to penetrate us. And you could say, okay, well, how am I going to get healed by his wounds? How do I get from that passage of scripture to my healing over here? How do I get from there to there? What is the, what is the piece that I'm missing? Because, you know, I want it and I believe it deep down, but I'm not getting it. Something's off, right? And sometimes we feel like that. Um, so there's a few things, right? So the one was we need to know his love. The other is that it's by his spirit. It's by dying to ourselves and allowing his spirit that's alive to be the transformation in our lives. So we know that the love of God wants to be a servant and come in and make an exchange with us. He wants to take us to a higher place. He wants to give us something that's not in pieces. He wants to give us a true sense of what it means to be saved a walking out of gospel, a walking out of your, uh, of your salvation. And so in Galatians 2.20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. This is the exchange that we get through the cross. This is the power that we are allowing in the church to be denied because we don't take the full exchange. We need to get to a place where we say, God, I am dying to myself. God, it is no longer I who live, but it is you in me. And the life which I now live is I live by faith in the Son of God, who what? Who loved me, okay? The understanding of that love. Who loved me, this is that revelation, who loved me and gave himself up for me. It's so basic, but yet so far off in our hearts from what we're experiencing. Are you hearing me? This is what we have as a problem in North America in a lot of ways. We need the truth of that transformative power. How do, 
How do you know that's happening? How do you know? Okay, you want to know how you know? People are bringing out their laundry list of things and they're confessing their sins before each other. And they're saying, God, come in and help me. And people around them are ministering to them and saying, you know, things that are getting them back on track, getting them full of life, getting them full of God. That's how you know that we're seeing it happen. When people aren't opening their hearts up and you hear of these problems, like the example I used was pornography, what happens? It's hidden in the dark, right? And what's hidden in the dark, right, has no ability to be transformed and changed because we're not bringing it to the light. Where does, it, where does the change happen? It change happens through the transformative power of his spirit. And so when we're saying let's come to Healing Sunday, we're saying let's allow God in the love that he has for us, let's allow the love that he has for us to penetrate us to the point where his spirit becomes so vibrant and alive in that area that that healing will transpire in people's lives. And that goes to any other topic that we talk about. When the Spirit of God is allowed to come into that area of our hearts, and He's allowed to, to, to crucify that area inside of ourselves, and allow His Spirit to overtake it, and allow Him to penetrate and to speak His truth into it, you're coming close to Him. You're dying to your flesh, and you're saying, I'm coming to the Spirit. And you're saying, I give up. In the ways that I've lived out my own salvation, even, you're saying, I give up to that. You're saying, I'm not living out my own salvation. I'm living the salvation of Christ in me. I'm living the salvation of the power of his spirit through me. I'm living out a power gospel that's real, that transforms the very nature of our being and allows for his truth to speak through a situation, to speak through and give life and give life to each other. And you're giving life to different ones that are around you. And you don't, you know, you don't take someone and say, you're wrong. Look at that sin in your life. You disgusting person. You're not saying that. We don't judge each other in the church. We're living a life that's fully encompassed in the love and the true heart of God that says, I love my brother and my sister. And when they know that they need to die to those areas of their life, as disgusting or as maybe not as disgusting, according to our standards, it is, we're dying to those areas and we're saying, let God be alive in it because that's the perfection of Christ because that's where the true love comes in that's where you can like look at your enemy and go oh my gosh I love you so much so so much I love you so so much I wish I could kiss you but you don't because <laughs> COVID I can't no. uh, you know but it's that love that'll just overpower you because you're coming into a relationship through the spirit, you're denying your flesh. You're saying, through your spirit, I won't be made alive. Through your spirit, I want to touch your love. I want to touch what you experience because it's, it's bigger than what you can experience. It's bigger than mind over matter, you know? And I'm telling you, I've learned a lot of, um, not mind over matter tricks, but I, I've learned a lot of psychology aspects, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, a lot of people might look at me and go, what are you condemning that for? There's research backing it. Um, it's taking your thoughts, cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but it's taking your thoughts and saying, if I change my thoughts, my emotions will change. Therefore, my, my whole uh, way of looking at things will change. Because you're looking at it and you're saying, that's not true. 
But what I'm saying is, what you need is your spirit man to be touched. Cognitive behavioral therapy works, but it doesn't deal with the core. So all of a sudden, you look at one particular issue that you had anxiety over or you had depression over, which is common for how it deals with stuff. Um, and you look over that particular issue and you deal with the, the, the um, uh, you, they call it like cognitive distortion. So you have a distortion, you deal with that distortion, you bring it into alignment, but because of the nature of your own heart and the way that you're, you're not fully um, cured, so to speak, deep down, all of a sudden another distortion happens. And another distortion happens. And you're always chasing after dealing with your thought process to heal that distortion. Yes, you're a good thinker and you know how to deal with that. And maybe you can bring some elements into alignment. But if you want freedom that comes from the depth of your core, that allows you to not even, uh, to, to not even, um, to not even deal with cognitive distortions, but to cause you to be polarized by cognitive distortions, to cause you to be completely like oil and water, to have you completely set apart. It's the spirit of God. If you allow the spirit, the power of the spirit of God to be the thing that overwhelms you, you're going to see things from a different angle. You're going to have a power that surpasses anything that any mind over matter, anything that uh, uh, different types of psychology can accomplish because your spirit man rules over all of it. Your spirit man is what you operate from. It's not from in your mind. It's from in your spirit. Your spirit's down here. You need to tell your mind, I consent to the spirit of God on the inside of me and I'm allowing Christ in me, the hope of glory, to work out my salvation. I allow Christ in me to work out these areas in my life. I allow Christ in me to deal with my depression. And you allow the Spirit of God to permeate and to get into those areas of your being and allow his truth to reveal to you. Because he says, I am the counselor. I am the counselor. You want to go to a counselor that's going to give you cognitive behavioral therapy? Or you want to go to the Spirit in you? The Spirit in you. That's a power. This is gospel. This is the truth that God said in his word. This is what people deny in church. They deny that the power of the Spirit is alive. They deny that the Spirit has the power to set people free. They deny that the Spirit of God is the only way through salvation. To get to this place that I'm talking about is through the cross. To get to this place that I'm talking about is through allowing your sinful nature to die. It's through being what they had talked about in the book of Acts. It's through allowing him to be the thing that comes alive in you. Let him be the thing that's in you. I could bring up tons of scripture verses like, you know, laying down your life and you will find it like in Matthew uh, 9. Like I, there's so many scriptures that just all encompass around this aspect of gospel, but we don't preach it. We don't live it. If you want to hang out with me, like, I have, uh, you know, uh, Nathan, we hang out a lot. There's a lot of times where we hang out uh, together. So, way there. <laughs> there you go. Me and Nate hang out a lot. Nate, do we, uh, do we just, like, you know, beat around the bush and just pretend and be kind of fake with each other? No. What do we do? We go, hey, man, where are you at today? Because we don't care. I don't care. If Nate comes to me and says, hey, man, I got this big area of sin in my life you know what? Let's go pray right now. Let's go pray right now because guess what? The Spirit of God is alive. The Spirit of God is ready. He's ready, right? 
And we go and we pray. And I'm dealing with something. I come and I, I talk to him. I talk to whoever is in, in my face. And if you got a problem because I, I'm dealing with something, then that's not, you're not living gospel because gospel would be that you're wanting to walk and look at me in love. You're not living in gospel. Gospel's not going to judge me. Gospel is going to look at me and say, we're going to get that freedom. We're going to get that freedom through his spirit. That's where the power of his grace comes. We're going to get that freedom. We're going to see that happen. It's going to happen fast. And we're going to keep confessing it. And we're going to keep asking God to come in his perfection in that area until we see it actually come. And we're going to keep going back to that, that same place. And we're going to keep building our spirit man. And I tell you something. You build your spirit man and you build all the things of, I'm talking about the spirit man of connecting with Christ. When you build Christ in you, when you allow a habitation, whew, all of hell is not going to touch you. All the demonic forces will not touch you. And you might say, oh, well, the enemy, I felt this attack and I didn't even know why. And my emotions went all over the place and I felt these lies in my head and I just felt like I was getting lost. And, and I feel like when I go to pray, like I get attacked. Well, you get attacked when you're going after God. But the thing is, it's not strong because his spirit is power. And the enemy knows it. So you're like, yahoo, this is only temporal. This isn't even my emotions. This is something that the enemy wants to attack me with. Yahoo, I'm going to get this freedom. Yahoo, I'm going to get this because I'm staying in this place until I get it. And you get it and you walk in the freedom and you laugh at the enemy. And he tries to make a lie and you got so much truth in you, it's funny. That's how powerful the enemy is in those areas. If you're always struggling... Stop trying to fight the enemy with your own strength. Stop trying to fight him with your own two hands. I'm a strong man. I'm a man. I should be strong. No, you're not. You're not Jesus. You're going to humble yourself. You're going to know where the power comes from. You're going to allow his spirit to tell you how things need to change in your life. And you're going to obey what he says. And by obeying what he says in how he's spoken to your spirit, you will live out the salvation of your spirit through him. So you have nothing to boast about. That is living it out through his spirit. You don't need to take the challenge on your shoulders. It says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus did that intentionally. He didn't make it so that your salvation is a hard, daunting task. It is denying the love of God when we think that that is the case. He didn't make it that way. He made his love easy. He made his spirit enjoyable. He is something that we want to relish in and cherish. That is the nature of God. So let's exchange his riches for our mess. Let's die to our flesh. How do we die to our flesh? God, forgive me for thinking that I am doing it on my own, for thinking that even my thoughts over these areas were greater than your thoughts and that I would want to live my life just even on my own thoughts. God, I pray that you would enter into my life in this particular area because I'm denying myself the right, Lord God, to say that anything that is second best is not enough. God, I know you are first best and your love is first best and that you want to eradicate every area of my life, that you have the freedom over every area of my life, 
You have the freedom over this area that I could even think about. And I believe and trust in your word. And I am going to, and you have scriptures that you can stand on. And you say, I am going to live and walk out my salvation in this area. And you're saying over that healing that you're looking for, I will walk out my salvation. How? By the power of the spirit within you, Christ Jesus, the hope of glory. That will be your, your deliverance. That is the message of being set free. That is the message of the gospel. That is the message of your healing. That is the message and the only message that should be spoken of when we talk about those, those things being transformed in our life. So, if you have that love of Christ, like, I, I can tell you right now, like, because I've been raised in a Christian, I've been raised on a Christian, you know, um, from that perspective, I could say, in my imagination, okay, in my imagination, and you guys could probably attest to this, and you might have some aspects in your life you could attest to, in my imagination, I could probably come up with some really good scenarios on what I think should happen in a really healthy, lovey way, potentially, right? Why? Because I see a lot of good, healthy things, right? I see a lot of godly principles, but that's a form of godliness without the power. And you, you might ask me, well, how is that? Well, I'm allowing just my, my own imaginations to be what I'm living under, rather than his imagination, rather than God's perfection. You know, it says that even his thoughts over us are far greater than our thoughts over us. What if God came up to you and said, hey, Daryl, uh, I want you to know that uh, you're going to take a nation. You're going to see a nation get saved. What, what if that happened? And, and Daryl sits there and goes, oh, scratches his head. You know, how does that happen? How, how would that happen, right? Or, you know, because you don't know what's in store for the next thing that God has. It's like you haven't lived in the spirit of that reality of him. If we haven't lived in that spirit of the reality of knowing him, we can't really foresee what's going to happen next, right? So in a lot of ways, you know, even in the prophetic, when we get words, they're bigger than us. Why are they bigger than us? Because we can't see the reality yet, right? We're living in a, 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 a like in an understanding of, of what he had put over our life that's far less than, than what we would know later. And so what happens is as we're walking out our salvation, right, we're walking out our salvation, all of a sudden, bam, here's, a, here's an aspect where God's, uh, where God's leading the path and he's making it straight and he's showing us, this is what I spoke, this is what I was saying. And that's what I'm trying to say is, my imagination of myself is going to be far less than the imagination of God. My imagination of over this church is far less than the imagination of God. My imagination over what I think can happen for you to have a transformation in your life is far less than the imagination of God. Why am I bringing this out? Because don't look to the person at the front. Don't look to the people that are around you that may look like they have their life together. Don't look to that. Look to the power of the Spirit of God within you of Christ, your salvation. Look to the salvation within your spirit. Look to the salvation of God speaking to your inner man. Look to that 
and allow the church body to come alongside and respect that and to love you through it and to infuse you with more godly and holiness. Allow that to be it. Lies can't get through love. Lies cannot get through love. If our imagination is fueled by his spirit and his love, okay, I'm going to get excited. I'm going to get so excited. I'm going to get so excited. My imagination is going to go totally through the roof and back, okay? I'm talking like so totally on fire, totally sold out because I'm going to be like, I don't know what's coming next. I don't know about you, but I don't know what's coming next. And this is, the, this is where I'm at right now, okay, in myself. And this is where I want to see us come as a church is I'm, I'm like getting up and excited in my spirit and I'm praying and I'm talking to God and I'm getting him in me more and more and more and more like we all are, right? We're all learning that and growing in them. But I'm getting excited because I'm like, when someone tells me a problem in their life, I'm, my excitement goes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, God, you have an opportunity here. Oh my gosh, there's something that can happen in this moment. How is this going to happen? This is going to be so cool. I'm going to walk out the salvation. What is that? I'm going to walk out the power of the salvation in me, and everybody else around me is walking out the power of the salvation in them, and my excitement is not, uh, or my, my thoughts are not, oh, well, the doctor told me this problem. <gasps> oh, I think that this is going to happen for the rest of my life. Oh, I'm going to be crippled for the rest of my life. I think I'm going to be crippled for the rest of my life. Oh, my gosh. Am I really going to be crippled for the rest of my life? The doctors are telling me this. Everybody around me is not standing up for something good and godly. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, no. No, no. With the Spirit of God, you know what you get? The doctor comes and tells you something. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, you're, you're, you're having a problem with your legs. You're probably going to be crippled. And then you're, you're sitting there and, and you're, you're wondering what he said and, and you're taking it to God. And you're like, God, what are you saying over this? And your imagination goes and you're like, wait, wait. God's love doesn't say that. God's love doesn't say I'm going to be crippled. What does God's love say? Oh, God's love says I'm going to be healed. Oh, well, if God's love says I'm going to be healed and you press in for the spirit of God and you start worshiping and getting close to him and saying, what are you saying? All of a sudden he starts giving you a supernatural understanding. He starts giving you his love over that area and he starts leading you and you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's going to happen. Any minute it can happen. It can happen at any moment. I'm walking out my salvation. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Are you excited are you excited to see what's going to happen in this area? I am so excited. Oh, I can't wait to connect with Nathan. I'm going to talk to Nathan about what I'm excited about and what I'm praying into. And then Nathan gets together with me. Hey, man, let's get a little bit closer. Let's get a little bit closer to Jesus in that area. Let's just get a little bit closer to Jesus in that area. Oh, wow, look at this. Look at this new life that just happened. This new life that just got birthed on the inside of me. All of a sudden, boom, you get completely healed. 
whoa, what just happened there? And you get almost overwhelmed with how much excitement you have living out your salvation because the only thing going in your imagination is I'm wondering what's going to happen next that's so wonderful. I'm wondering what's going to happen that's going to be so awesome that God's got in store. I'm wondering about how awesome it's going to be because I can think of so many wonderful things, but you are so awesome and you think so awesomely about everything and your salvation is so powerful and your scriptures are so powerful and I'm pressing into that word and I stand on this one word and that word is going to come alive. That word is going to be manifest. That word is going to come and it's going to pierce everything that's going on in that area and I do not stand by anything else other than the power of your spirit on the inside of me to transform that area so deep in my mind and in my heart that it's going to breach right to every Everything that's going on around me and speak to that thing and tell it to shut up and to change by the power of God. That is faith in God living the power in you through the faith in the scripture and allowing to walk on it. We bow to nothing less than Jesus Christ. Nothing less than Christ. And the love of Christ is so powerful and so potent, it will eradicate everything. I do not bow to nothing but Jesus Christ. And anything that wants to stand up, and anything that looks not loving, is not standing in my way. I bow to Christ, who is so much more wonderful. Let's walk out gospel, guys. Let's walk out power. Let's walk out our salvation. A simple message, a simple message spoken throughout the Bible. Yet we deny that very existence. Wow. And we say, why have we never experienced it with God? Have you activated it with God? Have you said to your spirit, come alive in Christ. Come alive in Christ and seek that out. When the, when, when the gospel wa is walked out of your heart and it's, it's brought to life and the church coming around you to bring out that gospel, the church coming around you to give you that transformative life. I'm telling you, if you take steps and you go, oh my gosh, Whoo, I'm excited. And all of a sudden, let's say you get a prophetic word, bam, something that God's speaking. You're like, whoa, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'm excited. And somehow God will make it happen. Somehow he's going to make it happen. How? Well, ho, ho. Well, not in your head, so you can stop going on there. Where does it come from? And you know why I say not in your head? Because I talk to people, and I can tell. I can tell if you thought it through your head or you thought it through your spirit. You want to know how I can tell? Let me tell you. It's, really an easy, it's a really easy tell, okay? You don't have to be a psychology major. You just have to understand people to a degree. A person has an understanding of, I don't know, like a flux on how they walk through their life. 
right? And so they're going to have a, just a natural tendency to, uh, to have an idea or to have, um, you know, to have a, a way of doing things. You know, like for me, like it might be the way that I get excited about um, being organized, right? I get excited about being organized. I can't lie, all right? My wife, we're a good balance for each other that way. So I get excited about being organized, right? So I go, I go up and I go, hey, 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 guess what? I got this really cool idea and uh, I think we got we to gotta do it. Well, what's the idea coming from? From me being organized, right? So you can tell, right, there's a good chance that it's probably coming from me. But if God's going to come in and speak something, a lot of times it's outside of your natural way of, of being, okay? And it's like, or it's like so far off and such a big thing that you're like, wait a minute, how can that be? That's way, too, that's, that's way too awesome or whatever, right? Or way too different than what I am. But that's because he's got a bigger picture. That's because he knows you're walking out your salvation. So if you're walking out your salvation and you're getting more and more of his salvation, by the time you get there, that's normal. That's not bigger, that's normal. Because he's like, I know the power of my salvation. I know how strong I am. That's Jesus. And Jesus knows that as you keep walking out your salvation, uh, us and our little understanding, like sheep, right? We're just going, bah, bah. all of a sudden, bam, 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 bam. All of those, those things happen. All these transformations happen. And whoa, we're over here now, right? And then what do we go? Wow, God knew that back there. That's so loving that God knew that back there. He told me this is where I was going to be. And look at, he's even affirming that he's taken care of me up to this point because he knew all these things that were going to come along the way. Wow, come on, are you kidding me? Are you not excited? I'm telling you, when I get problems, I don't get upset. I go, wow, the power of God's in that. The power of God is gonna come through that, right? And let's just take on little challenges. We're gonna work out the salvation there. We're gonna work out the salvation in this area. We're gonna work it out. How do you work it out? Activate your spirit. You have to yield in yourself to the power of God. You have to die to yourself. You want salvation that comes? It comes at a cost. It comes at a dying to yourself, laying it down, and being alive through the Spirit. If you want to come to Christ and get close with him in whatever area it is, you need to die to yourself. In some areas, it's not that hard. If we're dealing with sickness, it's really not that hard because a lot of it is quite negative. You die to yourself. You say, God, I die to all of this. I do not accept these things. I, I, den I deny all of the, the, the reality of what I experienced in this, God. And I accept your, your uh, wounds that you paid on, on the cross, Lord God, that you were, uh, like, God, that you were whipped, and Lord God, that it brings healing to me, that you were, uh, you know, you had this pain on the cross, and that brings healing to me. And I thank you, Lord God, that you paid that price, and I make that exchange. My sickness in my infirmity, I die to it, Lord God, and I choose to live in the spirit of you that brings life to my whole body. In Romans, it brings life to my whole body. It brings life to my whole body. It brings life to my whole body. The spirit of Christ in me brings the power of the spirit of Christ, brings life to my whole body. I live your reality. I live your reality, and you're hopeful and excited. When is the day that my salvation will be acted in full? 
when is the day that this salvation will be acted in full? Because I deny, no, I, I deny none of the power of God. I accept all of who Christ is. I allow him to be in my life, and I do not bow to anybody but Jesus Christ and his love and the love that permeates through everything. You do not need to live one more moment under fear. You do not need to live one more moment defeated. You do not need to feel plastered to the floor because you've had everything like a freight train hit you. You don't need that. You need to live alive by the power of the Spirit of God and allow His Spirit to walk out your life and walk out your salvation. This is gospel. This will not be denied. This is what Christ paid for. This is talking about all this, it's his precious blood. It's the sacrifice of the cross. It's walking out the salvation. It's living a transformative life. This will never be denied. You might have a form of godliness in the church that's not encompassing the power, but this power will not be stopped, and this is what the enemy wants to, 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 to water down or get rid of, is the power of his spirit. We're not going to allow that to happen because we love the Lord and the Lord loves us. And no power can, is strong enough to break that. And that burden is light. That burden is never burdensome. If you feel burdened and you feel like you're spiritual, you're not. Because you shouldn't be burdened. You should be having the love and the transformative power of God to overwhelm and give you the victory. It's an overwhelming victory. And every form of healing I've ever had in my own life, or any form of any kind of like transformation and change, it's through an overwhelming power of his spirit that breaks it. It's not a burden. It's not a hard thing. The hard thing really, if you actually break it down, is stinking flesh. Is saying to yourself, I'm done with the flesh. Because you deny the power of God by the time you decide to take those keys back. You want a healing in your life, you deny your flesh. If you don't deny your flesh, you will never have that freedom. You may have a form of freedom, but you won't experience the full capacity of that freedom without it right at the source of your spirit man. And that's where it gets birthed from. So if you let it go that deep, that's what we need to do. So let's put on that song. Um, what time are we at here? Okay. So let's put on that song. And then after that song, um, or during that song, we're just going to um, I'm just going to pray over things, and we're just going to bind and break things right now in this place, okay, and online. Um, and if you know anybody else who might need to hear this message, let's get it out there, because honestly, we want to walk in the gospel. We want to walk in a transformative power. And I'm telling you guys, you know, we're all guilty of it to some measure, that we hold on to our own stinking selves. But we need to allow ourselves to die daily, and we need to allow the Spirit of God to overwhelm our, ourselves. And we can know when we don't have the Spirit of God because it feels weak. It feels, uh, it feels challenged. If we have God in us, we don't feel those things the same way because he is with us. And I'm telling you guys, he is a powerhouse. He has everything that you could possibly think of, every weapon to cripple the enemy in his arsenal. If you're close to him, it's like a mouse standing next to an elephant. You know what I mean? The enemy might come in and look at you like you're a mouse, but when you got the elephant beside you, you just let him do all the work, and you sit back, and you're like, wow, this is actually a lot easier than I thought. 
So I'm just saying, like, you know, just die to yourself. Allow him to come into your spirit and see what he says. He says he's the counselor. He's the healer. He's everything. He's got all the things. Like, there's so many things about his name. That's what gets to live in you. So whatever area needs to be activated, all those things are always available to be activated. And that's the, the cool thing about it. That's what's, you know, oh, this mind over matter crap. That's what baffles that mentality because it comes from outside of anything you could realize and it hits all the areas that you would need um, in order to have that area set free. It overrides you from outside of you. You can't have that with mind over matter. This is God, his spirit over your intellect. That's what we're talking about here. It's living out salvation through your spirit. Okay, so why don't we put that song on? And I want everybody to do this, okay? Put your hand on, on your belly. This is where your spirit man is, okay? It's inside of you. And I want you to just uh, repeat after me. God, I am so sorry for trying to live out my own salvation and allowing my mind to be in charge. God, I want your spirit in me to breathe life through my being and to speak wonderful things to my heart and heal me and then just list off those things that you need healed. Just lay those things down before Christ. heart to God, the enemy no longer has the keys to your life. You're giving those, those areas to a loving God who wants the best for you. He doesn't want to make it hard. He doesn't want to make it difficult. He wants the best for you.
Amen. Why don't we uh, just go rejoicing here today? And in those areas, live that out. Walk out that salvation. And if you need a brother or a sister to walk through that salvation with you, talk, confess, and allow God to heal. Because he heals broken hearts. We are allowed, okay, to be finite. Okay? But when we are, we come to him and we get freed and come to know God. He said, I understand you where you are. I understand your predicament. I understand where your pain is. I don't care. I want you better. I want you whole. That's what he says. And that's what happens when we come to talk to each other. Hey, can you pray for this over my life right now? I really want to see this victory, and I'm walking out the salvation. And it's something that I'm, I'm grappling with. Because think about all the things that are going on even in your spirit, you know, grappling with understanding that love, that depth of love. That's the journey we're on together. We're confessing our sins to each other. We're, we're allowing God to touch our hearts. We're, we're confessing where, where we're broken and where we're struggling. And where we're saying, I need God in it. I need God in the moment. I need God in this moment right now. 
Can you help me to have God in this moment right now? And we're allowing that to take place. We're saying, yeah, I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to help with this process. And we're going to see God in your life. You know, amen? That's what we get to do with each other. That's what we should be doing with each other. That's what we should be acting on a daily basis. We should be living out that love for each other, just like Christ loved us, you know? And we got to do those kinds of things. So why don't we go out rejoicing, and then uh, we'll break off from there. Perfect. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc. Thank you.